Hello, I'm Bill Moss. Welcome to American Patriot News. Tonight, I'm coming to you from my living room, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, it's my birthday. I'm taking it easy. Uh, I want to just tell you that we've got a big show lined up for you today. We're covering critical race theory. We're talking about government set up with the Patriots on January 6th. And the water story just got huge. It just got to be a huge thing. So hang in there. Debbie, you ready to go? I'm ready, Bill. I want to wish you a happy birthday. And we've got, we've got something special for you here, Bill. Oh, okay. Would you, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I think everybody will enjoy this. Listen carefully. These, these uh, pirates, they got, they got a story. Here we go. Thank you, Debbie. It was Kentucky River Pirates. You know that, don't you? They drank a moonshine. It was from back down to Booth Day. Yeah, there yeah, you go. I like, I like that. That's cute. That is really cute. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. Look at this. You want to set us over? There was a little girl, and Debbie, bring it up, because I want to make sure I get the town right on that, the name of the town that she's in. Uh that confronted her school board. And this this is just fresh out today. Uh, can you raise that, blow it up, Debbie, where you can see the name of the town there on the corner of the picture? I think it's on there. Okay, you got it. It's Minnesota, let's see. Let me shrink, let me shrink our Lake, picture. Lakeville? Lakeville. Lakeville, Minnesota, okay. Uh, we need to shrink these pictures down somehow. If we can, or blow yours up, maybe I'll shrink it um, and play that video. I want everybody to hear what she's got to say. This is dealing with critical race theory, and it's being taught in all of our schools. If you think it's not being taught in yours, you're probably wrong, because we're finding out even in the remote hills of Kentucky, this is being pushed through. It's being jammed down people's throats. Even the teachers here don't like it, but they've got to do it to keep their jobs. And this needs to be brought to light. And people that don't understand what critical race theory is about needs to find out because critical race theory is nothing but racism. And it's not white against black. It's black against white. They're claiming that the white people hold black people down. There's too many black people that's very successful in this country that make their way. They come up the hard way. I can name you one right off the bat. Ben Carson grew up in the project. Look at him. He's a brain surgeon, a pediatric brain surgeon, very successful, saved a lot of lives. He's worked for the president of the United States. You can go anywhere in this country if you set your heart and your mind to it. Debbie, go ahead and, and uh, do the tape. Be here again. The other day I was walking down the hallway up.
to give a teacher a retiring gift. I looked up onto the wall and saw a BLM poster and an Amanda Gorman poster. In case you don't know who that chick is, she's some girl who did a poem at Biden's so-called inauguration. I was so mad. I was told two weeks ago at this very meeting spot, no politics in school. I believed what you said at this meeting. So at lunch, I went up to my principal to tell him about the BLM poster and that I wanted it down. He said it's not coming down. I was like, yeah, it is, because the school board said on May 25th, no BLM or politics in school. He said, that's weird. They were the, one who, they were the ones who made them. I was stunned. When I was here two weeks ago, you told us to report any BLM in our schools. Apparently, you know they're in our schools because you made the signs. I said there should be no BLM in schools, period. It does not matter the color you make the posters and the font you use. We all understand the meaning. It is a political message about getting rid of police officers, rioting, burning buildings down while King Governor Welch just sits on his throne and watches. We all know. Changing the font or the color of posters does not change the meaning. I am nine years old and I know that. You expect me to believe that you did not know what you were doing by making these posters? Come on, people. I do not judge people by the color of their skin. I, I don't really care what color their hair, skin, or eyes is. I judge by the content or the way they treat me. MLK said, I have a dream that one day my four little children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. That dream has come true. I do not care or look at the color of skin, but you make me think of it. I have Asian, Mexican, white, Chinese, black friends, and I don't care. I like them because some of them make me laugh. Some are sweet and kind, sporty, or share the love of God. They are just my friends. You have lied to me, and I am very disappointed in all of you. You cannot even follow your own rules. If you're going to do that, why do we follow any rules we deemed unfit or ridiculous? I'm not following your mask rule anymore, then. Get the posters out of our schools. Courage is contagious, so be courageous. Amen to that little girl. Absolutely. This this little girl is dynamite. I, I just think she's great. You know, what they're teaching in the schools now uh, with BLM, with Antifa, these organizations, and, and I'm going to include the National Women's March. Debbie, we tied them into this, remember? Oh, yeah. We tied the LGBTQ, ABCD, EFG, whatever they are. We tied them into this. We tied a lot of people into this. We tied big money into this. And it goes all the way to the top. And it goes all the way to the top. And what they're doing is they're indoctrinating our children. And even the children can see this is wrong. I've seen black kids, white kids, both stand up to school boards. I've seen parents of every age. We had one on the other night, if you remember. Uh, they have, they have uh, had them on and they, they've got up and they've stood up against this. But the problem is, it's too much going on in too many schools. Every school board should have a meeting where somebody stands up and rips them. I mean, literally rips them. Do a little bit of research on this, folks. Look into it. I mean, it's not that hard to research, is it, Debbie? No, just uh, take the time. Just take it, the time. You can do an hour's worth of research and to be able to excoriate a school board just like this little girl did. You are the parent, you are the guardian, you hire the teachers, you pay their salaries, you hire the school board, you pay their salaries, you vote them in, you pay their salaries. If they're not doing their job, 
it's time for you to get up, get off the couch and get them and nail them in these school board meetings. Vote them out. Do whatever you got to do. Get rid of your school board. Pull all your kids out of school until they stop. That can be done. There's They can't come and arrest everybody for truancy. And if it's your child, you got a right to pull it out of a school that's just being taught a bunch of garbage. And that's what this whole critical race theory is. The little girl nailed it on the head. It's all about burning, stealing, looting, killing, things like that. And defunding the police, allowing the criminals to run free on the street. That's what all critical race theory is about. It's about making the black race superior. It's about making LGBTQ superior. It's giving Antifa free reign in our country, and it's got to stop people. And if you let them indoctrinate your kids, we have lost our nation. Stand up. What would you like to say, Debbie? Well, I think I don't need to. I think that's, that's it's simple. I mean, let's, let's get, you know, this is something, Bill, when you and I were talking earlier, this is something we can all do. That's why I like our lead-in of this particular birthday show, this episode, because you're leading in with the story. Every one of us can do what this nine-year-old did. Doesn't matter who we are, what we do for a living. It doesn't matter what our time schedule is. We can find out where these meetings are and we can be there. Be at and, your PTA be meetings too, not just the school board meetings, be at the PTA meetings. Don't let these teachers breathe until they back off. PTA, the Board of Supervisors, every meeting that involves our local county and state government, if you can be, be there and or city. send somebody there, right? If you can be there or you can send somebody there, be there, make that presence known, make that argument, and don't back down. Don't back down. They're going to try to shut you up. They're going to try to limit your time, and then they're going to turn around, and they're they might even throw you out, but let them. That's against your constitutional right. When they do that, then there's other recourses you can take. When they throw you out of a school board meeting, and you're speaking on behalf of the children, especially your children, and they throw you out of that building, then that's a violation of your constitutional rights. That is, a, that is criminal. Well, that's right. And, you know, Bill, we ought to, we ought to bring up and give um, New California a plug, uh, if you don't mind. Can we do that? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, New California, I mean, this is something that, that every Californian ought to be behind right now. They're, if I, they're, they're actually, they have affidavits going to all these local uh, elected officials that is causing them to have to think about getting uh, legal help that's very expensive and it's stopping it people are starting to um let me see if we can see anything they're starting to resign they're starting to resign because they can't afford the lawyers they're going to have because they're going to keep getting hit with affidavits and if there you go if so go, if, go to new california new california there we get go on, and, get, um, on, get on the meetings get on the meetings debbie goes to them i go to them uh, I'm not even from California, but I support what they're doing. Uh, get on these meetings. If you're a Californian, especially, they welcome anybody from the country that's, that's willing to help them out somehow. We're trying to do it through our shows. But right. you, can, you can get on there and you can, you can discuss things. You can hear what's going on. 
if there's an affidavit signing somewhere near you, I encourage you to go sign them because the more affidavits are filed, the more politicians are quitting, you might get your government back. But the main thing is they're going to split that state off and there's going to be what, do you know what cities it is? It's going to be left heavy. Of old California. Uh, two thirds of LA County is going to be old California. Uh, it's going to be Santa Clara up there, Alameda County up there in San Francisco area, Sacramento. It's literally eight to 10% of the state will be old California. If they can, if new California can pull this up through legislation using article four, section three, which is what West Virginia did back in 1861, was it? Yeah. Um, so that that's, that's what's going on here. We've got to support this and, um, and th this is, this is this could be the lead in for the whole country. California leads on everything, and it hasn't been a good leader. Uh, they, no words can suffice what California has done to this country by leading them down into hell, literally. So there, there's my plug or your plug. For well, here, here's another thing about it, Debbie. Yeah. When New California becomes successful, you're going to have your Second Amendment rights unabridged. Right. Un, 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 unbothered. You're going to get your Second Amendment rights back. I believe it's going to be an open carry, if I understand right. right. Uh, you, you know, carry wherever you want in the in the state. Uh, I mean, you're going to get a lot back. It's not only your Second Amendment, though. I mean, you, you're being you're being shut up. You're being done this, done that. New California comes in. They can do the same thing Florida's doing to big tech. They can cripple big tech with fines if they if they'll do it. There's a lot of lot of recourses. Plus, they're wanting to. Net. Right now, we uh, our big story is the water, Debbie. Our big story is the water. It has been for you know this is the eighth episode. It's going to be the big story. Uh, uh, the seventh seventh was just a little trailer, but the rest of it's been you know the whole show just about. So the water is very important in this. I know they're working on this. I've been sending things to Paul, who run who started New California. He's got Agenda 21 radio. If you want to check him out, there he is right there, Paul Preston. I've been sending him things. Uh, we've got more. I'm getting ready to do a dump on him in the morning. Uh, I've got about 12 or 13 more things, including what you're going to see tonight to send him. But they're talking about restoring your water to where you, your water is managed properly. Your lakes aren't being drained. Your wells aren't going dry. And it's very important for California because California, the rate it's going from what we're seeing and what we found out tonight, it's going to be a dust bowl if something is not done. Probably. I mean, we've been talking about it going toward a dust bowl, but what we're seeing tonight and what we're going to share with you is even more. And there's, we don't even have enough time to go into it all tonight. We're going to try to not make it a real long show. So, but... Uh, we're going to try to cover enough tonight. And then tomorrow night you come back and we'll try to have some more information on things. Here's the map, Bill, before I shut this page down. Here's the map. All of the red, all of the, the rust, the dark red is uh, New California. Look at the yellow. That's one, it. One other thing worth noting. Now, those are highly populated areas. But when New California comes into existence, they will take almost half of California's electoral votes. So, and that's mostly conservative people in that red area. 
So it's going to change the profile of our national elections. So it's very important to keep that in mind. If you're tired of business as usual in California, New California is the way to kill it, to get it back on its feet. Right now, your kids are out of school because what Newsom has been doing has been taking the money it takes to run the physical plant of each school and bailing himself out, him and the legislatures, paying the bills where they should be putting it into your children. Your children are suffering because they've squandered the money in California. And now they're using your kids' education to finance their corruption. That's all I want to say, Debbie. Okay. Let me get this um, back. There you go, Bill. Lake Mead, Hoover Dam. What's the, can you, can you give us the elevations on the lake right now, what it was and what its lowest page was compared yeah, to? Yeah. Um, Let's see. Um, well, do you want to see it or do you want me to tell it? Do it either way. Uh, if it's something you can show, you can go ahead and show it. We can go ahead and share it. Let's let's look at take a look. Okay. So here we go. Um, I like them to see where we got it. You know, this is from right? Smithsonian Magazine which is left-leaning, but it's very, very important to see that left-leaning meaning they're talking about this is being caused from climate change, which it is not. This is being done intentionally. Uh, we had a full Lake Mead just a few years ago. Uh, so here it is. It's It just broke right here. Uh, anybody wants to... Um, Read about Lake Mead. It's a beautiful. I've been there many times. I've been, stood on the dam, top of the dam that was built in 1937. By the way, my grandfather was that they pulled him out and he he went and helped with the Hoover Dam. You he didn't drop Joe him. Dart off there, did you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely did. Um, but uh, at any rate, it's one of the largest human man-made lakes. Uh, human-made lakes in the world are covering up to 248 square miles when full. And it does feed the Colorado River, of course. It dammed up the Colorado River. So um, it's talking about 1983, it reached its highest recorded level at 1,225 feet above sea level. And that's a lot of water. And uh, I don't have the acre feet, but a lot of water. Uh, it's low. It's previous low was 2016. I, I find that odd. Climate change. I don't know. I don't think so, folks. Uh, but now we've just ducked under 1,071. And I've got to, I've got to reiterate here. We've only had a year and a half of dry. The, 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 we're still not out of our, we just hit summer. So we're officially out of our our water season in this whole area. And this is desert here at Lake Mead. This is Nevada. So. Um, but doesn't the water come out of the Colorado Rockies? Yeah, and yes. And, and so it's being fed, it's being fed from way, wetlands. It is, it is a, it is a, um, Arizona, Arizona and Nevada are 
are part of Hoover Dam. Look at this. Look at that. Look at this picture. Mm. So look at the spillways. Dry for decades. Who's doing this? Look at look at how it went through the spillways. It's a, I remember seeing it like that. I remember seeing it like that. Because I'm of course in California, I've been to I've been skiing and on this lake and rivers, uh, the Colorado River for years since I was a little kid. So there you go. 90% Las Vegas obtains about 90% of its drinking water from Lake Mead. And um, also Lake Mead generates electricity and supplies uh, water to about 25 million people across tribal lands, farms, and major cities, including San Diego, LA, and Phoenix. So there you go. This is an important thing. Hoover Dam is a hydro dam, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And by the way, one of the cleanest sources of energy there is. Haven't we been talking about? Haven't we? Well, of course, it's 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 powered by water. Uh, water is a great way to generate anything. It, it flows. It, it finds the path of least resistance. It's a it's it's great. It's great energy. It's the best kind of energy. So they've well, that's already like Niagara Falls, Debbie. They calculated that they would put turbines on Niagara, that they could light up the whole eastern half of the United States with the water that flows through it. Wow. I remember that from visiting Niagara Falls. Well, they don't want to do that. That puts the electric companies out of business. Well, they have to go to be in hydroelectric like Bangor, Maine's got. Right. Well, you don't want to do that because it's just too efficient. Bangor gets all of its electric from the Penobscot River. What would happen to the Rockefeller oil? And the, what happens to all these? Think about the billionaires that aren't going to make their money from, they don't want, you know, we, we keep talking about climate control or climate change, and then we're going to control it by, by using these other sources of energy. But then it always goes back to oil. It doesn't matter who, who's bringing the oil in. But I'll, I'll leave that for another day. You know, the interesting thing, the interesting thing about the Bangor Hydro, I want to share this. I was actually in where the turbines are. Uh, they're set up a little bit different. They're not a dam. It's just the water comes through a section of the, of the building, and there's so much water that it carries that turbines that are in there. This is so clean. I'm not kidding you. You could eat off the floor in this hydro plant. I've never seen any plant of any sort that ever that clean. I mean, it's, it's amazing how clean this hydroelectric is. And yet we're focusing on solar panels, which turn around and later get discarded when the, when, when, when the uh, company closes down, gets left behind like Al Gore's group did and leaves a massive hazmat cleanup. There's hazardous materials in these solar shields and batteries. And they just walk off and leave it. And there's there was no there was no type of accountability to Solyndra for that. Go ahead, Debbie. I didn't mean to cut you off. As, oh, uh, I'm done. I'm done with the Lake Mead story. Okay, but Lake Mead also sends water, doesn't it, to California? L L.A., San Diego, and Phoenix. Okay, so that ties into our story that we're getting ready to go into. Absolutely. That's why I wanted to make that point. You can go ahead now. <laughs> okay. Are we? Do you want to? Did, did you want to go to? Um. 
did, did you want to go to the next bit of information we have that's that's really um, news breaking here? Yeah. Okay, I'll let you. This is very interesting. Uh, in fact, we need to talk about this. This is back to our major water story about the reservoirs in California. California facing dry year, California State Water Board is draining California reserves. Now, Debbie, that's really interesting because they tell me they have no control on water in California, remember? Right. There's no water, there's no control on the water, there's no regulations on water, yet they're draining the reservoirs. We've been talking about the reservoirs being drained, about Goose Lake and all these other lakes, talking about Shasta being way down talking about uh, uh, Lake Oroville being way down. So many of the different lakes we've talked about being down. We've had people that's actually seen tanker trucks call us and tell us they've seen tanker trucks taking waters, water out of lakes. Okay. One reservoir, uh, Ed, uh, Ed Turner, who's usually on the show, he's not on tonight, but he's usually on the show. He went to one of the reservoirs and they told him that they had drained the water and give the water to the rice farmers, which we've been talking about. We started off on this one rice farm depleting the water table in the Pacific Northwest Basin. And now it's went not only statewide, but we'll find out tonight it's going nationwide. So this is very important. You need to listen up and you, you'll learn what's going on. Debbie, you wanna show them the high points on this article? Yeah, and, and I want to bring up that on another um, another place of in, great intel, it talks about the U.S. dams all, all over the United States are being drained uh, because they, they don't want the hydro, uh, the dams are being drained because of the hydro power to the, to the, to us, to us. So they don't, they don't want, they don't want to give us energy. They want to, they want to create all kinds of shortages. Uh, so here we go. In the last 14 days, this article was written May 21st, and I think we've seen some of this article in other on other websites. But for the most part, this article—I'll just scroll up quickly. This is June 21st. This is today. Uh, this has been put pieced together by the California Globe, and uh, so it's hit the California Globe. It was. It was on a couple of websites. So in the last 14 days, as of May 21st, 90% of Delta inflow went to the sea. That's equal to a year's supply of water for 1 million people. And that's hashtag man-made drought, Central Valley farmer Christy Diener said. So she's a California water expert and farmer as you've been warning steadily, the water is unnecessarily being let out to sea. I don't know, we're going back to, was it really let out to sea? Are we having a dry year? Yes, but this is normal for us. The 2019 filled to the top. These are five years, these reservoirs are, are designed for five years of shortages. And it's so my understanding, that. Debbie, it's my understanding that these, uh, the, the end of the water year ends in June and starts July 1st. Correct. So actually, 
you're, you're barely a year and a half in. Thank you. That's exactly my point. I live here. Well, it's just 23 months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So that you're, so, so she's, she's basically saying, should we be having water shortages in the start of our second dry year? Right. No, our reservoirs were designed to provide a steady five-year supply. See, they measured the lakes and the and the, the static pressures on the wells in July. Right. They're going to be going out to uh, Jim Hall and Edward Turner's place next month. To, they'll be measuring all the hydrostatic pressure on the wells, which gives you the depth, depth of the well, if you don't know what that means. Who's doing that? The state. Oh, really? That's great. That's what I thought he said. Okay. Wow. Now, here you go, Bill. You can you can interpret this uh, map. You're great at this. This was 23 months ago, June of, well, actually 24 months ago. Now, today, two years ago. Here we go. Let's see. I got to lean into the camera. Everybody forgive me. Uh, Shasta Lake, it was at 118% a year and a half ago. As of last week report, Debbie, I believe that was 53%. Where, or oh, where is the water gone? Oroville, 118%. It's dried up. 42%. Folsom, it's down to, I think, 42%, isn't it? Uh, I not I I don't know about Folsom. I know Orville was at forty two percent. We go down. Let's see. I don't see the others that I know about on here. Some of the lakes that we know about aren't on here, uh, such as up in the northeastern corner, uh, Goose Lake. It is like a Jolly Green Giants footprint with a little bit of water in the bottom of it. That's uh, empty. It's supposed to be something like 1,100 square miles of, of lake, and it's empty. Uh, Modoc is way down. Uh, East Ridge Reservoir has been completely drained. They told Ed Turner uh, last year that they were giving the water from the reservoir to the rice farmers. Uh, these are the same people that we've been talking about on the show, you know, these rice farmers. Um, at what point do you decide that a rice farm uh, and we've, we've got ties to the UN on these rice farms. And what, at what point do you decide to give water to the UN's pet project and starve out the, the orchard growers, the alfalfa growers, the ones that grow all the food that you eat? Uh, at what point do you decide to do that? And this is just the reservoirs. Uh, you can see every one of them is anywhere from 107 to 100, and I think 18 or 19% on here. Um, so what we're seeing is California is literally giving the water away, wasting it, or doing something. They do not intend for you to have water. Now, here's how this works. We're, we'll get into how, what, their, what their game is here in a little bit, Debbie, but go ahead down, uh, show them some more of what's in here. Well, we can read. You're looking at our largest reservoirs. These are the largest. So that's why we didn't see. Now the Goose Lake is, is part of it goes into Oregon. Two thirds so of it's in Oregon. Yeah, I think the majority of it or two thirds of it or 
a lot of it. A lot of the goose of Goose Lake is in Oregon. Uh, it's it said they were absolutely teeming here. She says that the, all these reservoirs, these are the largest in California, were teeming with water up to 145% of average. And where did, she says, we are barely into our second dry year. Where did it go? She's saying that the reservoirs had enough for seven years. Where did it go? According to the California Legislative Analyst Office, statewide water use averages 85 gallons per person per day. But it's always urban residential water users ordered to conserve water. Let lawns turn brown and landscaping die. Limit showers and baths. Wash clothing and dishes less frequently. And other absurd helpful tips. So she says, how can this year be the driest year on record when it has more than seven months left? See, we do have, I guess, Bill, they're actually calculating from January to December. So not June to June. So oh, really? Yes, because she's saying there's seven months left, which would put us at the end of the year, which is our right. season. So that's just fake news and crisis creation. So here's... um. Uh, she she talks about uh, before these reservoirs were built, California never had a steady and reliable supply of water. Now water is being managed as if those reserves don't exist by emptying the collected water from storage to the sea rather than saving it for our routinely dry years. Our water projects were designed to be managed for the long term providing a minimum five-year supply. But California has now put us on track to have a man-made drought crisis every time we don't have a wet season. Well, you know, Debbie, too, we found we found information in one of the previous shows we shared, I think it might have been last night, that there's already a million people in California out of water. Right. They have no water to flush their toilets, take a bath, wash their hair, wash their clothes, or even to drink. That's, that's right. I Well, Bill, this one, I'm going to let you explain this salmon issue, these thousand salmon uh, that, that they're going to bring back for the, for the first year of saving the salmon. Well, it was salmon and one other fish, too, that they were talking about. They're trying to no, it was the Delta. It was the Delta smelt. Delta smelt and the Atlantic, uh, the Pacific salmon. Yeah. These two fish, they believe, are obsolete, or, or not obsolete, extinct, or going extinct. Now, keep in mind that the salmon go to the ocean. Uh, if the water levels down and they don't make it upstream, they can still live in the ocean, find another stream somewhere. They will migrate, go up those streams. They will populate. They will eventually come back, okay? That's how Mother Nature works. But they took trout, 300 trawlers out to do their survey, I think over the last three years, right? Right. They dropped the big nets and they collect all the fish in those nets and they pull them up. For three years running, 300 trawlers, that's 900 trawlers in a three-year period, did not come up with one delta smelt nor one salmon. Not one. But what they're doing is they're releasing this water into the ocean, supposedly. 
we still think that, or I do, I still think that that is being sold. Just like the Great Lakes, Michigan and Huron, just like Nestle's making a, you know, anywhere from half to $1.8 million a day off that, selling that water to China. We believe, we do have some drone footage we're supposed to be getting too, Debbie, I believe, uh, from a source. So uh, we're, we're searching the land, looking for where maybe pipelines were put in recently. Uh, if, we could, if we can find some evidence on them of the pipelines being put in or, or something. And we're looking for more people. Debbie, do you have the hotline number? It's 661-495-5555. Uh, All right, let's try to remember to put that back on at the end of the show, too, in case somebody wants to grab a pencil. Uh, and, uh, but what, what, what we want you to do is if, if you live in an area where these rice farms are, or if you live in an area where the water's being drained out of the lakes into the rivers, we want you to try to get some drone footage of the area, search those rivers for underwater, uh, collection basins. They'll be concrete. They'll stand out through the water. You'll be able to see them through the water. Uh, they pump the water from the bottom. I believe there will probably be some kind of little pump house somewhere nearby. Uh, it'll probably have some LP tanks maybe on the outside or it might run on electric. Uh, but watch for that because what I believe is happening is this water is being siphoned off as it goes to the ocean, being loaded onto tankers and sent overseas. Okay. I, and why, that, why wouldn't you do that? Why, Bill, why wouldn't you do that? You're not going to dump it into the ocean. People think that's absurd. It is. No one's going to take water is, is as valuable as gold or more. So why would you dump it in the ocean, the sea? That is a cover story. Here's our, here's our. Well, here's what I want them to do. I want them to get, if they get that footage, I want them to send it to billmoss.apn at gmail.com. Send me the footage. Use your cell phone or whatever to get a GPS point on where that basin is so we know. Because we've got to expose this. This this whole thing is a farce. Uh, and, and we're going to talk about this in either in this show today or coming up. I'm just going to give you a heads up. The whole idea is, is to, and, and they've been working on this, and it's not really working well for them. It's starting to fall apart. Me and Debbie's been talking about it. But the whole thing with Agenda 21 is to been to depopulate Earth. Hence, we had COVID shots. Uh, the, the, uh, the whole thing has been to drive the farmers off their land, to put people into buildings, what few are left, and put them in high rises, government built high rises, on the government tip where you're under complete control of the government, what few of you's left. Don't plan on you, your children, or your grandchildren, anybody else been around, your mom, dad, grandparents, anything, because this this whole thing has been a systematic thing that's been set up over a course of over 50 years where they've been trying to, to get this all running together. And they're right at the precipice of it, but there's warring factions within the hierarchy, the cabal, uh, the military-industrial complex. We're going to get into all of that in the next few days. But the whole thing is, is they're doing this to drive the land, to move people off. This at the, at the Hoover Dam is just one dam. Uh, what we're finding out is this is cross country. They're draining the rivers. They're draining the lakes. They're lowering the levels. Uh, so be prepared. 
be ready for it to hit your area. Just because it's in California don't mean it stays in California. A lot of the new crap that they try out on this country, California is their testing ground because they actually meet the least resistance there. But yeah. they'll get it worked out, figured out, and then they'll bring it across country and they'll cram it down your throat. They'll take away your property. They'll take away, you're, you're either going to have to, here's what you're going to have to do in a nutshell. You either grow what they tell you to grow and take what little bit they give you per acre to grow it, or you're going to have to sit there on a piece of land and pay taxes on which you're going to have to do that even if you take what little bit they give you. And the taxes will probably end up exceeding what they pay you. It's all land grab. Uh, they'll pay you a little bit to grow, you know, maybe cover crops like rye, wheat, something like that. But then you're not allowed to harvest it. You're not allowed to harvest it. You're supposed to leave it there for the birds and for the animals. And that all sounds nice and posh good. But we're going to expose them through this in the either today or in the next few days. I don't remember exactly where it is in the lineup, Debbie, but we're going to explode, expose that California actually plans on you only having seven gallons of water per individual per day. You flush the toilet and you got an ecological toilet, that's still a gallon of water. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, if you know, you're, you're stuck with it. if it's yellow, let it mellow. And if it's brown, let it put it down. But the only problem <laughs> is what happens when you get dysentery from drinking this water because the tables are so low and the water becomes uh, uh, unhealthy to drink, you're gonna flush down more than seven gallons a day or you're gonna have a mess, okay? Because I mean, when you get dysentery, you're constantly running to the bathroom. So there's something to keep in mind. Uh, what are you gonna do about bathing? How are you gonna keep your kids clean? You know, what are they gonna drink? What are you gonna drink? Do you have pets? That pet don't count in that seven gallons. Do you have horses? Well, if there's two of you and you got 10 horses, you don't have enough water for your horses, let alone yourself. If, if, you're, if you're a rancher and you got 10 people on the ranch, but you got a thousand head of cattle, guess what? Nobody's got any water to drink and your cows are gonna die anyway because they done dried up the lakes. You can't turn them out on the range and get water from them because they're already drying up. The streams are drying up. If you got alfalfa fields, if you make your money that way, you're out of luck. The only, only thing they're going to let grow in California is rice controlled by the United Nations. That's the only thing they're going to let grow in there. It appears that way. And they're going to be taking the water from you to do it with. And when you call your county executives like in, Litch, in Litchfield uh, uh, County, when you call up in Litchfield, when you call your county executives, all they tell you is, oh, it's okay. Let them take the water. He who has the most money and can drill the deepest gets the water. Right. But we've also found documentation. Did we share that last night? Oh. A Friday night? Of, of what? No. The, didn't we share on there the different parts of the state law where they're supposed to be regulating control of yeah. water? making sure people's got water, not letting people over pump, but yet they deny it does. So I'm gonna be sending a letter to that county executive, an email, and I'm gonna be asking him to respond. And I will give him 72 hours, three days to respond. If he does not, I will come back on. I will tell you he has not responded. If he responds, I will give you his responses. But we need to get to the bottom of this. 
if you're in a in the state of California and you're out of water, you need to contact us on that hotline because we've got somebody that's trying to get together a class action suit for you to help you. So we've been working on this uh, and, and we're going to keep fighting this, but it takes everybody to beat the cabal and to beat the government. You can't do it on your own. So let's join forces together. We're compiling information for any attorney that wants to take the case. Uh, we've got somebody that might possibly take the case and we're working on it, but we need people willing to step up and file suit. This should be a multi, I would say a multi-billion dollar lawsuit against the state of California and the federal government, possibly the United Nations. So now let's, let's, instead of giving this woman a hat tip, we're going to give her an ass hat hat. I know you don't like, you and I don't like the, the, the foul language on here, but I couldn't resist. This woman needs to be called out. Felicia Marcus, of all people, is chairwoman of the California Water Resources Control Board. And um, uh, Adam Gray, Assemblyman Adam Gray, had some, he got honor about a radical environmental cohorts and what they're doing to our state. Despite her promises to the contrary, she and her board have used their immense authority to jeopardize, not protect, the economy and drinking water supplies of the northern, northern San Joaquin Valley. Now, this is really, and then we get into this thousand fish per year. So the state water board comes back and says that they, they got to restore the fish populations and, and they need to add a thousand fish a year. Okay, so. To add a thousand fish a year, you get seven gallons of water a day. Right. So that, where do we where do we go with this? Uh, where did, when did the fish become more important than the people? When when we let these, you saw the map of California and New California. You saw the teeny little yellow areas. That supposedly is ten percent of the land mass. I don't even know if it it doesn't even look like that to me. That but, doesn't look like five percent, Debbie. Right, and that's that's twenty million people that are crammed into those urban areas, and that's where these wealthy uh, technocrats and globalists—that's where they live behind their gates. The Zuckerberg lives there, Pelosi's, the Newsoms, all of them, the, the the all those all those people, the Silicon Valley nuts. And then all that Adam Chief. Well, here's the deal: you you close down the hydro dams. They don't need power, Bill. They, you don't need to run the air or the heat when you live at the beach. Right. You don't need it. You can put up solar panels and they can run them themselves because they're at the beach. The ocean always has wind. It always gets a, a nice wind and sun. You, you know that. So, well, you know, it works good for that area. But if you get into the interior of the country, and they're wanting to push this on the whole country, the turbines freeze. Texas proved it. Well, I, what I'm saying is that's the where they doesn't live. work. The snow covers it. Bill, that's where they live is where yeah. it works. But I'm saying, though, they're wanting to do this to the whole country. It's well, good I, for them because it works for them. But the, 
the ordinary person and the majority of this country would freeze or starve to death for not being able to cook because they don't know how to cook on wood or something, you know, or they'll probably outlaw, you know, cooking on wood even. Uh, so, I mean, they're, they're, trying to, they're trying to sell solar panels to the Appalachian Mountains. Okay. Well, good luck with that. Because the Appalachian Mountains are going to keep their wood stoves, their coal stoves, and stuff like that. Well, can you imagine putting solar panels in your area, Bill? It wouldn't work. It wouldn't That's work. What I think. This is we, we would have to cut half of our timber down uh, just to, to be able to put them up. And, you know, that's a waste of a natural resource that also pollutes the earth because then you've got the loss of the oxygen filtration, you know, from the trees taking in the carbon dioxide and putting out the oxygen. So, I mean, that's negative to the that's negative to the environment. The second thing is solar panels. When it snows, they cover with snow. Yeah, right. And you can't get up on your roof if you're, you know, 60, 70 years old and get up there and clean them panels off. They're not going to clean off. So you're not going to have solar. It's not going to heat you. We don't get enough wind uh, to actually generate electricity. If we was going to do anything, it would have to be hydropower in this area. But if they're going to keep draining the dams down, draining the rivers down, draining the lakes down, we're not, well, the lakes ain't going to produce anyway, but uh, draining the rivers and the streams down, then there's no room for hydro here either. Right. You know, well, and, it's it's ridiculous. It is, and this this is really why Newsom, once again, has to go. Five point one billion dollar drought response package is not going to be used to create water abundance. One billion is going to pay off unaffordable water bills that were made too expensive by intentionally creating water scarcity. So now look at this. Debbie, Here's where the rest goes, Bill. I'm gonna let you have this. Well, I thought, I, I'll let you tell that. I just wanna bring something up before I forget it. Uh, if you live like in Kentucky or you know this part of the country, there's a company out there that's putting out, oh, we'll give you a free battery. We'll give you, you know, this, that, and the other. And we're gonna, we're gonna give you a, a $2,000 or something check back uh, you know, it, it's, it's a rebate and they make it sound like it's from the government. All this is, is a sales pitch. Don't fall for this because you're going to end up with a bill where you have to pay for those solar, solar panels. And they're going to have the price of that battery built in it. You can believe that you're going to pay for that solar system. And you're not going to, it's going to take you two, three times as long to get the electricity out of it. That it's going to cost you that they're telling you it's going to take. That's all I want to say, Debbie, because it's a it's it's a scam going on in this end of the country. But I'll let you go back now. <laughs> okay, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> I love that about you, Bill, because you when when you when you bring something up, it's always probably the most pertinent part of our show. Well, this just popped in my head, and I was afraid I'd lose it really important i i am going to i'm going to quickly go through these bullet points uh 500 million this is newsome water related budget proposals 500 million will be spent on incentives this is really important for farmers to repurpose 
their land. Suggestions include wildlife habitat, recreation or solar panels. Here we are back to the panels. 60 million will go to the state water efficiency and enhancement program, fancy names, to help farmers reduce irrigation water use. Now, she brings, they bring up the point, farmers north and south of the Delta are receiving 0% water. So it's kind of hard to reduce anything when you're at zero, you can't go into negative numbers like they're doing with the interest rates. Right. So, okay, so basically that's a done deal. The farmers are already very efficient. They have to be or they don't make money. Well, zero they, water means dirt. That's right. Dirt or sand. That's right. So now uh, they're talking about, now this, this we were reading earlier. They are about giving farmers money not to farm with contingencies on what they must do with their land instead. It is the equivalent of being forced to lease land to the government. Farmers will still pay the taxes on it unless they sell for pennies on the dollar, but the government would control the land's use. Once farmland has been intentionally dried up, like what's happening with poor uh, Ed and Jim up there, which is going to be rectified. The choice for desperate landowners will be to sell at a loss, keep the valueless land, or take a little something for it from the government. What a, what a gimmick, right? Right. It's a gimmick. 300 million will be used for, here's that UN word, the Agenda 21 word that I love, Sustainable Groundwater Management Act implementation. What in the holy hell does that mean? Well, it also goes along with sustainable rice landscape. Right, sustainable rice. There you go. So, so this this whole uh, mouthful, sustainable groundwater management act implementation. They come up with this. They make this crap up. This is to make sure you don't turn to the water under your feet when you have been cut off from your surface supply. Oh, this is great. We can't go underground to get our water. This helps to ensure favorable responses from farmers to land repurposing and above proposals. So it's not helping the farmers go into their dig for, for water. It's, it's talking about turning it into something else. We'll right. make it into something else. But the rice, the geo um, politically correct agriculture uh, corporate rice growers can flood their land with other people's water or with the, you know, with the natural uh, aquifer that's running out of water now. And well, see, by the way, Jim, we Jim and Ed, Jim and Ed just had to dig their well deeper, right? Yes. The water table is the, the, the aquifer is a thousand feet deep. They can go a thousand feet before they suck bottom. You gotta, you gotta hold up, you know, six feet or so from the bottom. But they were already at 168 feet when they went out of water. They went another 150 feet. And as fast as water dropping, they'll all be out of that by the end of the year. So that means that that whole basin there, that whole water table will have dropped over a, a third, almost 
by the end of the year, if the wasteful water uh, management and allowing these, these SRL farms and Altruist farms and all these others to come in here and pump all this water out of the ground. And there's no way, I don't care what they say, I've talked to rice farmers, there's no way that water is all going on that rice. They're doing something else with it. That's what we need to find out. Well, and also Bill, when these, these um, ranchers and farmers and residential uh, homeowners and renters, when, when we have to go below 300 feet, we start hitting arsenic and all kinds thousands of thousands of dollars right absolutely and, you know they're estimating they probably spent they haven't even got their bill yet it's going to run them probably 20 to thirty thousand dollars for this one well they have 13 wells on their property they just dug one to get by with and we said the other day it takes two years to gain a foot of water that's if you don't have a drought yeah well here we are and who knows how geo they're doing the geoengineering so who knows what's going on there uh we can't we're not even going to get into that tonight but uh here's here's 230 million for wildlife corridors and fish passage projects um 30 this is all gibberish really <clears throat> 33 million for fisheries and wildlife support to protect and conserve california's diverse ecosystems another bunch of garbage while we all um, well, if you remember the UN ranch, the UN map, they've got all that country out there marked off for wildlife habitat, not for people. Yeah, well, there it is. Uh, they've been doing this. She, this article mentions 30 years. They've been no accountability. They've been trying to protect fish. They don't care about fish. There's nothing to do with fish. This has nothing to do with any fish. 200 million will go to a habitat restoration, supporting tidal wetland, floodplains, and multi-benefit <laughs> flood risk reduction projects. A draft hey. package with funding for floods. How do you get wetlands in the high Sierras? I don't know. And how do you how do you get a drought package to pay for floods? Right. I mean, I know y'all have mudslides when you get heavy rains. But well, I mean, we're not talking about 35 feet of water at your door like we have here. Right. No kidding. Well, this is about recreating floodplains. So when they demolish our dams, the water has someplace to go. So this this is this is a great uh, kudos to Katie Grimes. Uh, she's a longtime investigative journalist covering the California State Capitol and the co-author of California's War against Donald Trump. Uh, so, I mean, what else can we say about this article? Basically, I mean, we've said it, but the thing is the whole thing is a plan to drive you off your land, to starve you off your land because of lack of water and to basically make you political slaves. This is a political initiative. It has nothing to do with wildlife. Like you said, you can't save fish that are done dead. You can't kill, you know, a million people to save a thousand fish. It's just not good practice. It's not good politics, but that's what they're getting by with. And unless people wake up, they start taking a stand. I encourage people to get involved with New California. I encourage you to get groups together and go to your school boards, your, your 
townhouse, county, you know, county courthouses, you know, when they had their fiscal court, however y'all call it out there, commissioner's meeting, and, and you know, go to the state capitals. And we need to be heard. I mean, people need to get out at their state capitals. You need to get rallies together, just like we had when Donald Trump was running for office. You need to get rallies together for this, because if you don't, your, your state's gone. I mean, this is really seriously a disaster that is in the works. It's been in the works for a while and it's getting worse. And this year is probably, Debbie, from what I've seen, the worst year yet. Am I right? Oh yeah, this is a, uh, well, they've got an agenda, literally. Yeah. You know, they've got an agenda. Agenda 21, look it up. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, it, it talks about depopulating the earth, which, you know, I think I, we, we was looking at that. looks like that's falling apart. But there's still other, what would you call them, uh, criminal organizations? There's still work. The, we're, we, no one destroyed these different groups that, like the Kazarian Mafia, they're still completely in operation. But, and, but they've been wounded and it, they backed off their major, you know, we're going we're gonna to take over the world and get rid of 90% of the people. I think they backed off that idiocy. But well, basically they, what they, it is, is like you get some of these countries, you know, they'll be real prosperous countries and you get this faction and that faction and they get warned and it don't matter whoever wins, the people are still screwed. And that's what's going on here. Right. Only it's on a global level. Right. Well, yeah. There's war games going on and it's no, the, 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 the globalists and there's many factions of this. They're all playing their game and I don't know how to stop that. We're, we're, um, we're just simple people, you know, uh, living our lives. I don't know how to stop that. We start first. We start in our hometown. We right. get out of our homes and we get on, or we get on the, if, we, if we're stuck in the house or we don't want to, we don't want to venture out, get on the damn phone, get on the internet. Get, pressure we, your sheriffs, pressure your know. sheriffs to do the right thing. Stand by the constitution, not allow this stuff to go on. That's right. Make them enforce the law. If they don't vote them out, get somebody else in that will. Make sure the people you get in are constitutional and they're not going to let your, your rights be violated. You have a no. right to water. It is not a constitutional right. It is a God-given natural right. And if you look at the Constitution, it talks about certain unalienable rights given by God. The 10 on the, on the Bill of Rights are just some of the more ones that they, they outline. But you have every inalienable God-given right, and they do not have the power to take those rights from you. And part of that is the water on your own property. Well, Unless you don't have water rights to your property. And I, I don't know very many people that don't. Well, that's that goes back to their agenda of in their agenda 21, every drop of rain that lands on planet Earth, they control. They control the direction it moves, the storm drains, the runoff, the this, the that. So basically they own our land. So we've got to, I'm glad that they are being wounded. Uh, G7, those people looked ridiculous. Uh, if those are the people running the world, God help us all. I don't think they are anymore. I think their money is is funny and their change is strange. 
I don't think it's going to work, Bill. I think they're they've been they've been injured and wounded. Somebody, you know, these big, you know, even the military-industrial complex around the world, the military around the world, the alliances that are pulling to no one, Putin, Jinping, none of these leaders are going to let these goofballs, uh, the Khazarian mafia in Israel, they're not going to let them t take over the world and eliminate all of us. So they, well, you know, Debbie, people have to stand up too, because I mean, that's like where, where I live. Okay. My farm, I've got a river that runs along the whole length of my farm. My property line goes in the middle of that river. I've got two streams on my farm. They've run through my farm. I've got water rights for my property. That includes the water in the river and the streams. And I had some idiot down here come up to me in the field and tell me I couldn't use water out of the river. And uh, that's when you've got to make a decision. Do you stand or do you knuckle? I put him back in his car real quick and got him on the way. He's not been back. And, you know, you, sometimes you just got to stand up for yourself. And, you know, people need to start learning that, hey, yeah, sometimes it costs you to stand up for yourself. But if you don't stand up for yourself, it's going to cost you everything, especially in this situation. Yeah. You got that right. So, I mean, it's, it, you know, we're fighting for California. I, I don't, I don't, I, in a way, I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't live there. Okay. But I know what it's going to do to us in Kentucky if it continues in California. So that's, uh, that's part of it. The second part is I've got friends in California. Some of them come to me for help on this. Okay. And that's why we're fighting this, but it wouldn't have mattered if it was my friends or just somebody that's sitting here listening to the show tonight. If they called and said, hey, we got this problem and we can't get no help, we would be on it, would we not? Yeah, absolutely. And if it was in Wisconsin, Debbie, neither one of us are in Wisconsin, we'd still fight for them. Absolutely. We'd have to. You know, I mean, that's what this show is all about, is fighting for the little guy, fighting for the Constitution, fighting against the fascism of these, of these I call them cults almost, these illegal government agencies. Uh, that's doing all kinds of things they're not supposed to. International agencies doing things that they ain't got no business doing. You know, we fight against that fascism and we fight for the power over the politics for the people. The people need to gain control of their local through their federal government level politics. And the only way it can do it is the person that says, well, I'm really not cut out to be a politician. I don't want to be a politician. That's the person that needs to get up and go run for office because then they're going to do everything they can to make sure that what they do is right. They're going to be thinking about, you know, I want to do this right. I don't want to let nobody down. That's the type of people that need to be in office, not the ones that says, how much can I make this week? How many kickbacks can I get? What money can I get out of the UN? What money can I get out of the Rockefellers? What money can I get out of the Rothschilds? What money can I get out of this organization or that organization? You know, what will Black Lives Matter pay me or what will Antifa pay me or all these other groups? We need to, you know, tell Soros to stick it along with Bloomberg and, and Steyer and the rest of them that we've named. Uh, and we need to stand up and say, you know, we've made it on what we've got. We'll continue to make it on what we got until we can get our country back and then we will all prosper. But as long as we continue to allow this to be run by both federal and worldwide organizations and UN and NATO and stuff like that, we ain't got a prayer in hell of getting through this. No, we don't. 
and you know the Kazarian mafia and all these others you know uh even the even the, even the masons and the the uh um the vatican they're all complicit they're all thick as thieves they're all part of it right i mean it's just um and you know we've got a my theory is bill and i ain't got nothing against catholics it's the hierarchy of the church i got a problem with well who's running it you know um I mean, um, there's a lot going on there that, and, and that the whole thing is there's so much information that everybody's behind on and it's been hidden from us. And we've been, we've been in a dream bubble. We've been in, we've been living a lie and an illusion. But when you start uncovering this, it's easy to get wrapped up in the storyline and it's like a detective. But what I suggest for people getting on late in the game is listen to the shows that are instructing the YouTubers, the truth tellers, uh, like our show. And and also, if you're going to do your own investigation, which we highly recommend, Bill, I know you do, uh, go to the top and find out the very top where it's tr trickling down, because you know what runs downhill. And then also th then look to the top and start working at the bottom. And start looking at the money. The money. Right. That, that's right. But we start at the bottom. Every, uh, my grandma used to say, uh, every little bit counts as the old lady spit in the ocean. And I believe it to be true. Every teeny, look at that lake mead. Look at my virtual background. That Look at that lake. That, that was a drop at a time. That filled a drop at a time. We can do something where there's eight, almost eight billion of us on the planet. And they, they figure the numbers are coming out. There's a million of them and there's 2,500 at the top and there's 200 at the very tippy top. And there's probably seven of them in, in all total that are doing the incredible damage that we're seeing right now, beginning with the Corona, the coronavirus. Uh. The thing is, Debbie, is like when we done this investigation, this gives when you build something like trying to build your government back, you got to start at the bottom and go up. Right. But when you start on an investigation like this, we took this one from the top down. Right. And that's the way you tear down a structure. You build a structure up, you tear it down from the top down because the people at the top will gladly give up the people below them. Absolutely. We started with the EPA and we got all the way down to the county sheriff. Right. So that's how you do it. That's how you investigate. Start at the top. Start at the big story. See who's involved at the top. Who's getting the finger pointed at them. You start calling them. You start asking them questions. You start investigating them. And it comes downhill. And you'll get every player that's involved and you'll catch them in every lie. You'll catch them in every lie. If you Absolutely. Just it's, it's, it's a big job, but we, we've got no alternative now. This can be stopped. And I don't care where our focus is if we think uh, Nassar Jazar is going to happen or we think that, you know, the other people that are looking at the QFS and the RV and, and the, all the different promises made uh, that we're thinking is going to happen. And what if that does? We don't, all we need to do is focus on 
what can we do today? It cannot be about us. Charity does start at home. We have to make sure we're responsible people. We're taking care of what we've made ourselves responsible too. But at, this, at the same time, we start one call at a time, one step at a time, one meeting, one conversation. If somebody's calling us about to try to sell us something, throw it back, tell them what's going on. Spend 10 minutes. If we're they we're back, in a war for the future of our country. We're in a war for the future of our world. And I just want to say that no war is fought without sacrifice. That's right. And yeah, it's a sacrifice. You got a busy life. You're worried about how you're going to keep your house, how you're going to you know, pay your bills. Well, let me tell you, if you don't get active in this, you're not going to keep your house. You're not going to pay your bills. You're not going to be free anymore. No. Uh, you, you're the freest you'll ever be. And you know what it's been like being locked down. Okay. Uh, that's just a sample to see how much we'll take so they can push the envelope farther. So now's the time for sacrifice. Now's the time to get active. Now's the time to get it done. We're done at oh dark 30. We should have been, you know, everybody should have been active in this across the country, uh, you know, years ago. But they, you know, they've blowed us off. Debbie, how many times have you been blown off? I bet a million times I've been blown off about Agenda 21. Nobody would even bother to go on a, the United Nations page and look at what I was talking about. Right. Now they're seeing it, and I get people say, you know, you was right about that. Well, you know, a little bit too late, you could have been helping with this fight. You know, so uh, don't don't continue to, you know, to be stuck in the mud like a Yucatan turtle uh, when you can crawl out of the cesspool and you can take a bite out of what's going on and help win the fight. Uh, that's what this hotline's about. Uh, any Anybody that can find those river basins, anybody can find pipes coming off these rice farms. All I need is the footage. Send us the footage. We'll look for the ground depressions or the or the raises in the ground that indicate a pipeline. Just fly around those areas, see if you find anything. If you see something on your video, follow that depression, follow that raised area. You might be surprised where it ends up. You know, it probably end up out in the country somewhere and there might be a, a pumping station sitting there with trucks pulling into it getting water. You don't know until you search. I don't know. This is something we don't have the money to do all on our own. So we're asking your help to enlist in this fight and to, you know, we, we don't even have to put your name on. All you got to do is provide us with the footage, the GPS coordinates of where you started out, where you ended up, what you found, and we can do the rest of it from there. But we need your help. We need your help. I have people that can analyze the video and stuff. I can call on to help us with the video analyzation to see if they can find, you know, the pipelines and stuff, but we got to find it. Cause I'm telling you, you don't run four locomotive engines 24 seven and pump that much water on less than a thousand acres of, of rice because it's, it's putting out, you know, thousands of gallons of water a minute. So that's where your water's going California. And that's where the water's going to be going around the country. Now, I'm not saying every rice farmer is bad, but these ones is tied in with this sustainable rice and it, uh, landscaping. Uh, what do they call it? Landscaping what, Debbie? I can't even remember that. Uh, it's, um, Consortium. it's sustainable rice landscape. Consortium. Consortium. Right. These, these are the bad guys. These are the ones we're looking to nail. These are the ones that's stealing the water somehow 
They're not using it all for agriculture. I promise you that. They're doing this. I guarantee you, if we can get a hold of the financial records, we're going to find emollients paid to local, state, and federal officials. But the one person that done that got killed last November. <coughs> we talked that on another show. So now we've got to find somebody else that does that. He was, he was a uh, uh, contractor for the Department of Defense, and his job was track down people getting the illegal payoffs, and he got killed. Uh, according to the story we read, he was investigating Joe Biden for child trafficking money. So uh, there you go. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's just an evil, evil world we're living in, and the only way we can win it is God-fearing people stand up and start doing their part to help. And that's all I asked. Yep. There you go. So pretty good show, Debbie. Pretty yeah. good show. Can we close with a prayer? Yes. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you today for letting us get together with our listeners and our, the people that view us on BitChute and Rumble and places like that. Uh, Father, we've got noticed today. I haven't got to share with Debbie, but we've been put on five new radio platforms. And uh, Father, we pray that our listeners will we'll start listening us. I know, uh, the one main one that I know about is Spotify. I can't remember the other off the hand, but I'm going to have that list on the next show for them, Lord, but father, help our word to get out, help people to find encouragement and the will to fight that we might save our country and save the world because we are living in dark times. We're living in evil times where evil people control the earth. And father, it is you who has the ultimate say. And we're told where two or more of us come together and pray it in your name, it shall be done. So, Father, we pray this now. We claim it in Jesus' name. We take you for your word because you know we know you do never do lie to us. So we pray in faith, knowing that it is already done. Give us the victory, Lord. Just energize us to get your footwork done. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that ends tonight's show. I want to thank everybody that has tuned in, and uh, I pray that you'll come back. We'll have more for you tomorrow night. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff we found, uh, Debbie's found today, that we'll be presenting over the next several days. So tune back in, and until then, may God bless you. May God bless your homes, your families, keep you safe and sound, and most of all, may God bless America. Good night, everybody. Good night, Debbie. Good night, Bill.